to the Body Positivity Podcast with Diana and Arliss. And today we're here to talk to you all about how being gentle towards your body and saying no to things is an act of body positivity. Oh man, this is this is such an important concept for me at least because so many times in life I've felt compelled to say yes to every opportunity, everything that's come up for me. How 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 has your relationship with no been, Arliss? It's been a challenge. Uh, I know that for myself, it's been very hard many times in my life to say no. And it's still something that I come up against. Um, I have a desire to want to say yes to things because one, I'm just an easily excited person and I love life and I love new opportunities. Um, and also I have the people, people pleaser in me too, that wants to make those around me feel comfortable or happy and that sort of thing. And so I have to really evaluate when I'm given an opportunity as to whether or not it really is a match and an alignment with what I want to be doing with my life and how I want to be spending my energy it's also hard for me to cancel things, which I think is part of the saying no. Um, canceling may not be saying no, it may be a rescheduling, but it's just as hard, if not harder for me to cancel things as it is for me to say no. So what about you, Diana? Yeah, I totally resonate with that people-pleasing tendency. Definitely I've found a lot of times in life where it feels like it's easier for me to be in discomfort or displeasure than to make other people unhappy. So I'll, I'll do or say things to make others, um, to placate others, which I think can maybe be surprising for people because I think sometimes, um, I, I think people receive me as somebody who's willing to say or do what she wants, but there are ways in which I still find myself leaning towards people pleasing or not wanting to upset someone. And I think that it's it's something that we all work through. But I really loved what you shared, Arliss, about um, about having it harder, having it be harder when it comes to cancellations. So when cancellations happen, like I definitely feel that um, that w- desire to be committed on my calendar. Uh, for me, though, I've started to look because I. <laughs> Um, the people who knew me in my last life know how like very regimented and overscheduled I would kind of be. So now when I have those things happen to me with cancellations, I actually choose to believe that they're divine. So they're they're They happen at a t- typically what I find is they happen at a time where like I really could have used that time <laughs> uh, or I'll find that um, or I'll just find that like, you know, I wasn't supposed to have the meeting then and it was supposed to happen at a, at a different time. So I stay open to cancellations being divine, but I also stay open to them, you know, just working out as it's supposed to go. Um, so yeah, cancellation, I did have to reframe myself with. Um, I, I feel like that feels better, right? It, it kind of opens up this world of wonder in terms of what is coming, okay? It didn't work out how I had planned. So that must mean something even better is on its way. <laughs> Absolutely. I agree. I I still have the challenge of not going into the 
bailing place. So that is a big old belief system of mine that if I have to cancel doing something, especially for a health reason, that in some way I'm failing or failing others or failing myself. And that's been something I've really had to work through and know that putting my health first is always the right choice. Uh, Being gentle to myself and living a gentle life is always the right choice. And there are moments where I still rub up against that boundary and push it too far sometimes. And what I have learned is that when I do that, I actually put myself in a position where I have to cancel more than if I had just not done the thing that pushed me beyond my boundaries. I hear you. Yeah, I've definitely been there too, where it's like, had I just stopped and given myself a five minute reprieve, it wouldn't have turned into needing all this uh, kind of level. And I, I really loved what you said as well about really choosing self first and making that choice. For me, like, I've had that experience of my body failing me also. To the place where I know for myself, like it's not, it's not worth that. And I think that's why we both place so much love and intention behind body positivity, even if that wasn't the way that we grew up for the first few decades of our life, because we really do believe that there's deep meaning in valuing our body. And I know that it's been transformational for me, and I know. Um, the same can be, you know, said for you in what I, in what I've seen. Yes, absolutely. And I'm sure we have some listeners right now asking, Diana, Arliss, what does saying no or canceling on things have to do with body positivity? It sounds like we're giving, you know, a message about scheduling ourselves appropriately. So, <laughs> Diana, how do you feel like this relates to body positivity for you? For me, I find that my body shares messages with me and tells me different things through my experiences. So, for example, um, when when we've had a, an argument or a traumatic event with somebody, if we ever have that person walk into the room, instantly we can feel that inside our bodies. There's, there's a part of us that's trying to protect us from whatever is going on around us. And I think that our bodies inherently um, do what they can to alert us about what's going on, their, our body's needs, all those kind of things. And so for me, I've found that for most of my life, it was very easy to ignore my body. My body needs rest. Oh, well, Diana, you're going, you're, you're, (laughs) you're, you're going to achieve all these different things and you're not going to take rest in between it. And that sort of toxic mentality that I find in, in some personal development of like, you know, like hustling harder and, you know, no days off, um, those sort of attitudes, I think, fail to acknowledge that that body positivity is required because when we're when we're not treating our body well, you know, I, the way that I like to put it, because I'm a math nerd, um, is that, you know, like you if we want 110 percent performance, but we're only charging our our cell phone battery to 60 percent. 
You know, like, like, does that really make any sense? And if we think about that in terms of our body and the fact that we we're expecting 110 percent performance from ourselves, we hold these high standards for what we expect done and then we fall short of them. And and it's like, well, how could you have expected otherwise when you aren't fully charging yourself? So for me, um, the reason saying no is a body positivity move is because saying no is about my priorities and recognizing and honoring that I have to fuel and honor the vessel by which I'm going to achieve my dreams and do all these different things. How about you, Arliss? What's your take on um, on the relationship between body positivity and saying no? Absolutely. I, I just looked up a text that one of my good friends sent me because they said to me, I, you know, I had told them so a week ago, I helped my friend move, which I really wanted to do. I really cared about the person. I really wanted it to be successful. And I totally overdid it. And I just want to be completely honest with everybody. I knew like my brain was asking me, don't you think you're doing too much? Don't you think you should stop now? Like, and I just said, we're going to do this. Right. So I had the signaling from my body and I decided to do it anyway. Right. So that's on me. And the next day I had a terrible gastroparesis spasm. Like my intestines just totally spasmed to the point where I had to cancel my entire day and most of the next day too. And so, you know, two things. One, our bodies will turn up the volume as loud as we need it to give us the message. So that's the first thing that I know for sure is true. So I got that little gentle message <laughs> saying, hey, I think we're doing too much. I think it's time to stop. I think it's time to not do this anymore. I think it's time to have a boundary. I think it's time to honor your body. And I said, oh, no, 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 it's not time. We're going to keep going. Right. And I'm sure I got more messages throughout the day. And every time she's like, oh, no, 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 it's fine. We'll just keep going. It's fine. And the next day, my body was like, hello, woman. It wasn't okay. It's not okay. (laughs) And the volume got turned up to where I couldn't ignore it. And so for me... I'm really, really working on getting that message when it's quiet. When my body says, hey, that doesn't feel good. Hey, that's enough. Or hey, don't even say yes to this because it's not something that's going to really nourish your body. That's when I want to be getting the message. So that's something I'm working on. And then the other thing that I think is really true is... My friend told me, I, I, you know, this is a friend of mine that I love dearly, has been one of my best friends for over 15 years, you know, someone that has really seen me through lots of different changes in my life. And I said to them, I love you so much. And they said, I love you too. And I wish you loved relaxing and taking care of your body as much as you love me. I had such a freaking wake up moment in that text. Talk about a mic drop. And it really 
clued me in to how I had been using or thinking about relaxing, self-care, taking time as a means to replenish myself, to then go and work. Instead of looking at relaxing self-care and taking time as the thing to be doing and that the, (laughs) you know, as the work itself that I'm doing in myself and that the work quote unquote that I do is to allow for more of that. Right. So it's the opposite. So those are the two things that I, I know to be true around this. And it's still something I'm working on. And as gentle of a life as I live and as honest as I am about where I am physically, I still ignore the messages sometimes. And that really opens up a place where I get to be gentle and compassionate towards myself. So what about you, Diana? Have you ever had those experiences where you've gotten messages and maybe you didn't choose to hear them right in that moment? (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, um, for sure. And one of the times that I think was most prevalent for me was when I was working as a chef. So similar to you, I just wanted to keep going because I was on this high of of receiving two promotions at the at the um, restaurant group I was working for within like six months. They just asked me to take on a new project and it was a it was a challenge because it was opening nine different restaurants in two different states all on the same day. But I was up for it. I was like, I can do this. You know, it takes systems. It takes, I know, I know how to do this. I have the SOPs and the, the means by which I can do this. I can create the team and leverage all these different things and do this. And leading up to opening day, I had all these signs. It was, um, it was foot pain that was telling me to stop going and running and, and pushing myself as hard that uh, that eventually developed into bone spurs. It was breaking out in hives all over my skin and covering it up in a chef's coat, going to work anyway. It was so bad, all the signs that I was ignoring that it got to the place where on opening day, I had a huge bald spot on the right side of my head where I'd lost hair. And that was the wake up call that I finally was willing to listen to. So I totally resonate with with you not listening to your body because I did that for a very long time. And what I did, what I realized was that all along the way, there were signs to stop, to say no, to create a boundary, to rest for myself and to really live um, because I think that's that's really what we we have to recognize is that we 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 work to live sometimes when the aim is to live. We work to live, not live to work, mm-hmm. basically. And I just think that it's really powerful for us to remember that. Um, and I definitely definitely understand people who refuse to listen to the wake up call, but. The reason that this lesson is especially meaningful to me is because I ended up losing a dream as a result of it. 
My husband, Brian, and I, from the moment that we got together, we talked about opening a restaurant together, having, um, you know, having these food businesses, even the way that we approached our careers, we were geared and aligned around that. I was, I was learning about all these different business models, um, developing systems so that we could run an empire. And it got to a place where I got so burned out and so sick that those bone spurs made it impossible for me to stand on my feet. And so I can't do the work that I once loved. And I share this because this is what happens when we don't listen, when mm -hmm. we don't listen to our bodies. And, um, and so now it's why I've really shifted to the other side where I look for efficiency and energy, um, you know, with, with work in, in the law of attraction and with energy healing, because I realize that it's not just about working more and about saying yes to every opportunity. It's also about saying no and creating space to just enjoy life because that's what it's about, not about the work. Absolutely. And the universe, I also believe, gives us opportunities to strengthen these new muscles sometimes right away. So I had that experience this week where another one of my friends was moving and I had originally told that person that I would help them. Now, I want you to know that under no circumstances do I have any business helping anyone move, even my own self. Like, so in the future, if you ever hear of me helping someone move, you can tell me that I said, I don't have any business doing that. Um, <laughs> but this person asked me to help them move. It's somebody again, that I really care about. That is, I'm really close to. And I had told this person that I would help them. And I knew, though, the universe was bringing me this opportunity to to see how I would respond. And I responded by saying, hey, I know I told you I would help you move. And that's really outside of my ability. And I really love you. And what I am able to do is I'm able to stop by a store and pick you up boxes and tape and bring you the boxes and tape. And because that's what I'm able to do. And they were so grateful to have that help. And at no point did I put my body at risk. At no point did I put my health at risk. At no point was I getting messages from my body that I was doing too much. And I was still able to show up for that person in a way that was really helpful. And so... And so I think it's important to realize that our body will continue, our body in the universe will continue to give us opportunities to strengthen this muscle. And what I heard from you, Diana, is that you do get the messages really early on now. And maybe you don't even let it get to the point where you need a message uh, because what you went through was so profound for you that it's it's not worth ever even getting close to something like that again and that's wonderful and inspirational to me because i should be feeling that way too really i don't want to shit on myself but but it's a it's a wake up call to me that there's even more to be had and i'm sure that that's true 
for our listeners as well. What you, what you shared is so deeply personal and I'm so grateful because I, I don't know about our listeners, but I know for myself that when I get those messages in the future, I'm going to be asking myself, do I want to give up my dreams? You know, or do I want to give up my life in order to do this one thing right now in this moment? Yeah. Um, and for me, you know, it's part of why I'm a big believer when we make those mistakes, because it's it's not a matter of if we're going to make another mistake in the future or need another lesson. We always we always are learning it on a, on a new level. I believe. And it's always just the opportunity to learn it even deeper and to take that lesson. And like you said, to apply it to our life. So you, I honor you for recognizing that the, that you had the opportunity to say to someone who you'd already said, yes, that I'm not able to do this and I am able to do this. And what I love about that, two things I want to point out, what you're really doing in that moment is having an abundance mindset. So instead of it being either or that it's either I said yes and there's no other way that I can help this person or, you know, like those being the two options or it can be I'm not going to help this person in the way I agreed to and I'm still going to help them in a way that feels good for my body. And so it, it really is us having more of this abundance mindset. But I want to also break down that if we're going to break uh, a commitment or something that we are planning to do and we're wanting to do and we're wanting to find a way to do it that's really empowering what i'm hearing you say that you do is you know really let them know how you care about them and value them whatever that relationship is and then also to tell them that it's not something you're able to do and and find another way that you want to help them so they also recognize like I, I'm saying yes to this for a specific reason, and I want to find another way to to support you. Absolutely. And I think that often we forget the power of our words. For a lot of people who ask for help, just saying that you want to help and maybe you can't come up with what that other thing would be. You know, I came up with ringing boxes and tape, but maybe she could have said, oh, I already have boxes and tape. And then I would have been like, oh, OK. And maybe I wouldn't have been able to think of the next thing. But I could say, is there a way that I could help you that I can also honor being gentle to my body? And that person might say to you, just asking is enough or just sending positive energy is enough because what we all really want, sometimes people actually do need the physical help. And maybe one of the things that is an option is to call around and ask other people, you know, if you, if the, if you can't do it yourself. Um, but a lot of times people just want to know that they're not alone in things. And that people really care about the outcome of things. And so being there for them emotionally can have a huge impact if physically you're not able to do things that you would that you would see other people doing in those circumstances. And I think that another key component is just because another person can go and help someone move 
for instance, one of my friends who I love and care about is going to help that friend who I love and care about move tomorrow. Um, just because I see that person going and doing that doesn't mean that I should feel negatively about my level of help or involvement. Um, and to not compare what is okay for someone else to what is okay for me. I love that. Yeah. Um, not placing value on the level of contribution just because you're not able to contribute in the same way um, as somebody else and, and, and recognizing the value really is in, in giving support um, for this person. I really love that as a, as a concept and as a philosophy when we're looking at um, when we're not able to do maybe what somebody else can. I think we can sometimes have that little bit of lack mentality when we are comparing what we have to somebody else. And it's it really is about recognizing the abundance and what it is that we're able to do, whatever that is. Absolutely. And we all have our unique gifts and those gifts may not lie in physical exertion. And that's OK. Yeah. Yeah. And like even when it seems like a curse, like uh, like losing my dream with my husband, um, it's it's something that you can turn around and deliver and create value from. So even though I've gone through that experience, like not just the health crisis, but like also the, the losing the dream in the process of that, um, just because I've gone through that doesn't mean that I can't have another dream. It doesn't mean that I can't do something else. There's there's something to be said about recognizing our true limits and honoring them, but at the same time, still leaving space for something else potentially working out down the line. So perhaps I can't physically work in a restaurant anymore, but maybe that dream still exists for both of us in a, in a different way. And that's okay. That it doesn't always have to show up how we expect. And it's when we put that force energy, that, that pushing and like insisting it goes our way, that's when we get out of flow. Because now instead of not now instead of going with how things are going and finding our way, we're pushing and making it happen and finding ourselves struggling. And that's stress, especially when um, when we allow it to just build over time when we don't give ourselves a break, that that can break us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Stress is so impactful on the body. Um, Dr. Elizabeth Blackburn has shown that when our cells um, interpret our actions, decisions, our thoughts as stressful, that they start to wear away at the ends of our DNA. And the ends of our DNA are absolutely imperative for long life and good health. And so when we do choose things that feel stressful to us, 
we're sending that same message to ourselves and we're impacting our lifespan and our, and our ability to stay healthy. And it has a, a cumulative effect. Um, and that's why it's so important for us to do things that feel good, that feel calming and enjoyable and joyous and happy and excited and, um, and also peaceful and harmonious so that we can give the messages to ourselves to support our long life and our health. I love that. Um, and you know, us talking about stress, uh, when we have those sort of thoughts and all that kind of stuff, that, that dis-ease that we have in our mind is what manifests in our body. And how that happens is over time, you know, as you're talking about how stress wears away at the ends of our DNA, stress also just as it piles up over and over on top of us, when we don't wash it off, when we don't get rid of it, that even those of us, like I used to be a person, I don't, I don't know if you've ever had this experience, Arliss. Um, I was a person who thought I thrived on stress because I could handle stressful situations very well because of past trauma where I knew how to, how to act in those sort of situations to stay calm and in control. I was like, oh yeah, I thrive under stress. So like I can, I can do these things that other people just can't. And by putting myself in these situations on an, at an extended length of time, that that gets to be really dangerous because now we're not just talking about stress a little stress as a singular event, but months or years as it is in in with COVID times, um, where stress is wearing away at our DNA and our well being, mm -hmm. and so it's all the more important for us to. To, because we are going to find these opportunities and these lessons in this very stressful time to say no to the things that are out of alignment, to us trying to force things happening and more of us looking for a way through with what's immediately available to us and what we can do, especially for our bodies. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if I was one of our listeners, I would be asking myself, well, if I have to say no to somebody or cancel with somebody, I don't know what I should say. Like, I don't have examples of that in my mind. And I was wondering, Diana, if you'd be willing to role play with me. I would. But can I play the role of the person that you're canceling on? Because I feel like you have so much more grace in these <laughs> conversations. Like, I feel like I learned from you in how to do these because I just do them in my very awkward way where like I, I've mentioned before. I feel socially anxious. So a lot of times I feel like I don't have the appropriate answer and I feel like you just have those mic drop perfect answers. So can we play that way? <laughs> Absolutely. I will say no to you. <laughs> Great. Thank you. Thank you. Because it really teaches me again. And, uh, and I know that, um, I hope that there's some, that if you're listening, that you find that this also helps you, um, yeah. this role play, because I'm learning at the same time. <laughs> Absolutely. And be really persuasive. Be one of those people that, you know, it doesn't take no for an answer. And then we'll do one where, um, where I cancel on you. How about that? Okay. I love it. Okay. I'm ready. Arliss, I'm so excited for our upcoming conference. It's going to be so much fun. We're going to have such a great time. We already committed to this date, and I know we've even mentioned it on the podcast, and I'm so excited for it to be happening 
in September. And I am excited about the conference too. And I really want to honor where you are, Diana, in your life and where I am in my life. And I'm feeling that September may not be the right time. And so I'm going to have to say no to the September dates, even though we've already announced them. I know that our listeners are going to want to support us at the very perfect time for our conference. And I'm going to propose that we move it to October. But Arliss, why? I mean, we already set this out and you don't seem like the type of person who would cancel or shift plans. Like we we already both agreed to put this in our calendar. I, I understand. And I want to honor the fact that I have made this commitment. And I want to apologize if this has made any inconvenience for you at all. And I also have to honor myself and know that the truth for myself is that September has gotten full in different ways. Um, that are outside of my control. And in order to really show up fully and be present for our amazing listeners and attendees, I know that October is going to work much better for this conference. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) I did a good enough job making it hard. I tried my hardest. Yes, absolutely. And, And I think that it comes down to really honoring where the person is. Right. So when people are looking for us to say yes um, or things like that, it's usually out of either excitement or it's out of fear. Right. So what I heard in, in what you were saying is fear around how our listeners might respond or how the speakers might feel or how the attendees might feel or and things like that. And so it's really about honoring where that person's coming from. So if you were coming at me with excited energy, like, oh, my gosh, but it's so exciting. We have to do this. I'd be like, I'm excited, too right? Like honor the excitement, honor the positivity, and also stay true to yourself and say, and for me, it just doesn't work at that time anymore. And it's, and it's okay. Yeah. One of the things that I heard you do that I thought was also very skillful was you, you honored my boundary where I said, Hey, I'm upset because my boundary of us putting something in our calendar. And by the way, neither of us is upset. No, (laughs) um, but like where, like, I was like, Hey, we put this in our calendar. We said that this was going on in this sort of way. Um, and I felt like you honored by boundary and you said, I, I agree. I understand that. And this is what's happening. And, and like you brought your value to the table, which was, you know, was ultimately that you wanted to make sure that our attendees at our conference in, in October and that the speakers and everyone has the best experience possible and that that is possible in October. And so for me, that was an easy shift into that, but I think that it really is seeing uh, the value and and looking for that common value that we're tr- that we're tr- that we're both um, wanting and hearing and understanding that other person. So if if I were on the end where I was arguing for why I wanted to cancel, I, I might um, I might have made a comment about um, I don't even know. I'm confused with myself. <laughs> 
I read my, I, I, I have, I take notes when we speak and I read my notes about Dr. Elizabeth Blackburn and then my mind blanked. So yeah. that's apparently all that we needed to know. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. And um, Diana, you were absolutely skillful in introducing to our listeners that we are moving our conference from September to October, which we're really excited about because not only is September getting very busy for both Diana and I, but it seems like September is very busy for a lot of our listeners and a lot of the people that would be considering being speakers as well. And so we are knowing that moving to October is the right and perfect change and that it supports our attendees, us and our speakers in fully showing up and being present at that conference. Yes. And that is the highest value that we share um, in in the collaboration. And so when you bring that to me, it's like, of course, we're changing. Either way, we both are are on the hook for a lot of things, like you said, in September. So it's perfect um, really for both of us. And we made the, the decision in full agreeance because we both found ourselves asked for several of the same things. And that manifested as it did. Um, but yeah, I, I love that we were totally honest with each other and open. Um, so do we want to do an easier one? You said, yeah, so let's do an easier one where I'm canceling on you and it's just like a lunch date, but we haven't seen each other in a while. So Diana, I know that we were planning on having a lunch this Friday. Yes, it's going to be this Friday. It's going to be amazing. I'm so excited. I already picked out my outfit and I'm, I can't wait to see what you wear. Like I want us to take pictures and like just have the most memorable day. You know, I really could use this day because like I've just had such a tough time recently, Arliss. And like, I've been looking forward to this day for like three weeks because it's just, it's been so hard, but oh my God, finally, it's gonna be Friday. It's, it's almost here, it's just 48 more hours and then we get to spend time together. I'm so excited. I am so excited too. And I really wanted to make Friday happen. And I've had another thing come up that you know how much I value you as someone in my life and how much I value our time together and how sacred and important it is for me to be honoring of that time. And this other commitment has come up and it's something that I really need to be doing. And I just want you to know that I'm available the following Monday to get together, which is only two days later than that. And if that time doesn't work for you, I would be open to scheduling something on Zoom or on phone because what I hear from you is that you really need support right now. And I want to be there to support you because I value you and I love you so much. And I also know that you want me to do what's right for me and that you will totally support me in making this change. <laughs> I mean, I gave it to you. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> How I did didn't I even do? make it easy. <laughs> I think you did great. <laughs> I loved it. Um, lots of what I loved about it was that you heard my underlying need 
right? Which was support and that I was looking for it as soon as possible. Um, and so you addressed and gave solutions for other ways that you could give that support. You also made sure that I recognize that you value my time, that we that you really want to be there and that if it was possible that it that you would make that choice but in this in this place you you couldn't you wouldn't be able to um and that that felt really good and what's great is like we're having these conversations we're doing it in a slightly vague way because we don't have a specific scenario in mind but if you're having one of these conversations with somebody that you really care about you can choose that level of um of discretion or openness about what is going on so this was us using it in a way where we're not we're not sharing any of the details about what's going on, and we're still able to um, to convey that message and honor that other person in what they're going through. Absolutely, and I think that that is it. That's just key and being really honest, right? So um, when I have to cancel or when I say no to someone, I I'm really honest. You know, I, I have to say no because I'm already scheduled during that time and that's not something I'm willing to shift or uh, I'm canceling because my health isn't going to support me in doing this right now. And I need to stay home for myself and just having that honesty and vulnerability, which I think is really scary in our society um, sometimes, but having that honesty and vulnerability, it really opens up yourself and the other person to a higher level of compassion uh, than if we just act like we're kind of blowing something off, which I think is a lot of people's natural inclination based on our societal training in that sort of thing. Hmm. Yeah, I really like that. I really like that as a concept. You know, it it can be scary for us to break plans. Even that concept, you know, as I was talking about some personal development concepts that I think can be unintentionally harmful. I think another one is never give up mm-hmm. because sometimes the right thing for us to do is to stop. Yes. It's not to keep going. And I think that it, there can be... That, that, that's definitely a very unpopular opinion that I hold, but I hold it because of my personal life experience where I said yes. I said yes when they promoted me to doing all these different things. I, I had the capability. I, I thought I could. And was it really worth it? And I think I think that's the nuance that I want to give as well. So look at what what the cost is. Mm-hmm. Everything that we want has some form of cost in energy. Uh, whether it's physical energy, money, time, like whatever that happens to be, there's always some form of cost for us. And are we willing to pay that cost? Is it is what you're going for worth it? Sometimes I think we get tunnel visioned on the goal or on the dream where we think, no, it has to happen my way. It has to be this this thing. And, you know, like with that can be a lot of the pain of letting go of something that you really wanted. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, I totally agree with you about the never give up slogan. And I also believe in the never give up slogan because I think that it only has one area where it applies. And that's when it comes to our health and our soul and well-being. And we should never give up 
on putting that first and knowing, you know, our true love for self, unconditional love for self, acceptance of our body, um, doing things that feel good to ourselves and really, um, you know, inspire health and love and compassion within ourselves. We should never give up on that. And I don't believe that that slogan applies to anything else. That's the only thing that it applies to. And when we erroneously apply it to these other things, it gets us into trouble um, because we end up putting our health and um, our soul and all of that on, you know, second, third, fourth, 10th, 25th on the list. And it's not good to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that, Arliss, because to me, the distinction is what we can control versus what's out of our control. So when we're trying to, when we're going after an outcome that we, and we're going for something and we never want to give up, that is a form of attachment. But when the never give up is, is um, related to ourself, that is the highest form of self-love is to, to respect ourselves, to trust ourselves, to believe in ourselves. That is, that is the highest form of self-love, um, that I, and a true form of body positivity as well is to honor ourselves. Um, so I agree with you that it's, um, it really does just come back to this idea of, um, of body positivity. (laughs) Absolutely. And for all of our listeners who don't have a lot of experience saying no or canceling or trying to use that, those languages that that Diana and I just practiced, I would encourage you to find someone to practice with. Um, you know, choose a friend, ask them if you can practice saying no, if you can practice canceling, because the more that we use language, the easier it is to use it later on. Um, just like the more that we show ourselves um, body positivity and self-compassion and self-love, the more likely it is that we'll use it later on. Yeah. Ultimately, Arliss, I'm hearing you talk about these skills are us building muscles. So sometimes we fall, we make mistakes, we don't listen to the messages that we're receiving from our body, those little nudges. Um, and that the nudges, as Arliss said, they, your body, the universe will turn up the volume. Mm-hmm. And hopefully it doesn't get to a place where you're so sick that it's literally coming out from all sides of you as it was for me. Um, and, and Arliss, I know you've had your own personal experience with, um, with illness and stress. And again, it's this real understanding that it's not worth our life. It's not worth the dreams, not worth it necessarily. And that we need to remember that what, what is worth it most of all is ourselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. We come into this world with only one physical form during this lifetime. And we are the keepers of that physical body. Um, And that's why I believe Diana and I believe so firmly in this body positivity message is because um, one of the biggest reasons why we're here is to support the health and well-being of that body as we move through this soul journey. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. We've both had experiences where we've, we've said no to our body and eventually it it catches up with you in a way that's not quite worthwhile. Um, and yeah, so I, I definitely say yes on a whole new level. (laughs) 
Absolutely. Awesome. So Arliss, we have an upcoming guest next week. Yes, I am so excited to announce that we have Dr. Hollis coming on our Body Positivity Podcast, and she helps women go from burned out to blissed out. It's just amazing. And I know that she has an amazing gift to offer our listeners next week. So I'm super excited to have her on our podcast next week. Oh, I'm so excited. We can we can have um, a d- even deeper level of conversation on s- some of the topics that we talked about tonight, it sounds like, plus, um, plus her unique insights. I really look forward to that. Thank you, Diana, for being such an amazing co-host on the Body Positivity Podcast today. Thank you to all of our listeners. Know for yourself that saying no is an act of body positivity when it's in alignment with what really serves you. Thank you all. And we will see you next week. See you next week.